Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Heavy metal, the way it was meant to be. Classic 80s underground. Live on blogtalkradio.com. The Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. With your host, Mike the Big Cheese.
Uh, nothing could beat you down better than those wielding Iron Fist. That was Liege Lord, one of my favorite bands from back in the 80s. I wish they would get active and do something again. Hey, but listen, what can you do about it? We got a great show tonight anyway. We have an interview with Evan Seinfeld. I did a little earlier. Evan's been married, I think, to almost every porn star in the business. <laughs> right now, he's hooked up a little loopy. We got a pretty fun interview with him. We did. And calling in later on live, Brian Gallen from Titans Eve. But right now, wasn't expected, but I'm glad we have him here, Mr. Sal Italiano, which I can say now from Anvil, right, Sal? Hey, Sal, you still there? I think we lost Sal. Tommy, are you there? I'm here. What's up, buddy? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Sal was hanging out in the chat. I told him to call in for a few minutes, update us on what was going on, but I had the yeah. song going. I, I know we're that. still connected, so Sal, if you come back to the phone, you hear it, just jump right in, buddy. Let's call back. Yeah, and he's still on the line. I can hear him in the background. He's probably uh, oh. doing something else. We'll wait for Sal to get back to the to the phone line. Okay, so, so what, how you doing, buddy? Good. What's happening there? Not too bad. Not too bad. Nah. How's going good. Yeah, everything's going great. It's you know the last weekend, the last show we have for August. Wow. And you know next month we celebrate four years on the air. Wow. So, and I tell you, for September, for our four-year anniversary, we've got Wolf Hoffman on the show from Accept, nice. Chris Boltendorf from Gravedigger, mm-hmm. Steve Zetro Zuzza from Dublin Death Patrol, and he's got his Ben Hatred going with his sons, mm. Tom Gaddis from Deuce and Tension, uh, and I'm almost 100% positive for the anniversary show, we have Kronos of Venom. I'm just wow. waiting for the confirmation on that date. we got Phantom X coming on next week, the whole band will be here, so... September's looking pretty damn good. It's a nice way to celebrate four years of doing this live, huh? Very nice. Congratulations, buddy. That's that's what I say. Let me see if we got a uh, Sal. Sal, you back on the line? Let me see if Sal. You no, know, hey, hey, Sal, you hey, there? Mike. Yeah. Hey, no, uh, Mike. <laughs> you know who you got on the line? I was a little confused, but you got you got me. I'm Brian from Titan's Eve. No, I know, but I also have Sal. He's in the chat room. He's on the line too. I have everybody connected. Oh, yeah. I just can't. Let me see if you Sal on this line. Sal, you there? I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian. You, you were supposed to call in at 7.30, Brian. Oh, sorry, man. That's all right. The other interview was pre-recorded, so we get that on later on. But I, I know Sal was here, and he was talking about playing with you guys, I guess, up in uh, in Canada somewhere. Yeah. You know, Sal is one of the coolest dudes I've ever met in my life. And, you know, <laughs> it's just funny that we're on the phone together. How are you doing, Sal? What's up there, Brian? I was just on Facebook, and I saw um, Mike have, um, advertising Evan and you guys. And I, then I, I, I logged on, and I started writing them and telling them all about you guys and how great you guys were. And uh, he's, <laughs> he says, call in. <laughs> so here I am calling in. You're calling in. And we got Tommy on the line also, right? Yeah. I wasn't expecting Brian to lay us. I think if we get an update. But the other interview is pre-recorded, so we can get that on any time. It's not yeah, a big deal. Yeah, we can play him later. But, Brian, hang on two minutes. Let me just talk to Sal quick to find out what's going on. And then we can spend all the time we want when I bullshitting. All right, hang yeah. on, Brian. Hey, all jump right, what's up, Mike? Feel like. Sal, what's going on, Brian? I can't tell you how happy I am, man, that you managed to hook up with Anvil. I know you told me about it before it happened. We couldn't say nothing. But we haven't spoken really since then. And I- I'm so happy for you, man. It must be great getting out. All- I mean, you've been all over the world. Every time I look at a picture, you're in front of some church from from uh, from a different country. <laughs> well, basically, that's it. And that's kind of like a, a running joke now. It's like every time I look out my window, there's a church. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Something, something. So, 
It's, it's, it's pretty funny. But, um, yeah, we've been out since the end of January. And, you know, we, we go out for five weeks or six weeks, come home for a couple of weeks, go back out again, come home for a couple of weeks. Um, we did a couple of Canada tours, a couple of United States runs. Uh, we did a cycle where we played Maryland Death Fest, which was just absolutely spectacular. And um, from there, a couple of weeks later, uh, went to um, MOA um, in Brazil, which was uh, Metal Open Air. And that was a big weekend of um, Three Nights of Metal. And what wound up happening was the first night, the night that we played, was the only night that happened. And um, it was a, a lot of technical stuff going on, you know, behind the scenes with the promoters and stuff like that. But um, we got to play, Excited got to play, Megadeth was one of the headliners, um, um, Schmier got to play, um, I think Russell Allen's band Symphony X, they got to play. And then on Saturday, it just like everything fell apart. You know, wow. they had to cancel um, the two headliners, Anthrax and... Um, Gene Simmons All-Stars and then on Sunday because of visas I think for Venom and I think Saxon might have been the other headliner no it was Venom and somebody else they didn't get their visas in time they couldn't get to the country so that was it it was all done so really the one night was the only one that happened and then we went to England for Bloodstock with Alice Cooper Mm -hmm. and um, um, Sweden um, two nights before with Alice Cooper and, you know, um, L.A. Guns were there, Testament, really, really great, great festivals. You know, so now we're on a break. I've got six new um, Anvil songs that I'm putting bass tracks to, and we get six more and then record at the end of the year, and then it starts all over again. Uh, Anvil's been busy. I mean, they've been going nonstop since the first movie came out. I know they're working on a new one. Are you going to be a part of that? Oh, yeah. So, like I said, when I when I was up there, um, before we did the last cycle, um, I videotaped um, Lips and Robbo, you know, playing through the structures of the songs, and then I brought them home with me. So now I've got them uploaded, and I'm writing my bass lines, you know, to um, what they gave me as far as rhythm tracks are concerned. And then when we go into the studio it, at the at the end of the year, Bob Marlett's going to produce this record again. Um, we'll just we'll, I'll get up to Canada, I think, at least once to play through the songs as a band, and then we'll go into the studio and we'll see what happens. We'll put it together. I'm sure it's going to sound great, but, but how did you hook up with them? Did you know the guys before they invited you, or they just... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they used to come in um, in the late 80s and play Lamore, yeah, and we got to open them, open the show for them once, and then every time they came down, um, they asked that we open. So we developed this relationship, and every year or every cycle that they would come through the States, I would always go see them, and the last one that happened was November at Highline Ballroom. They played with um, Pete Perina's band, Lords of Mercy. Pete Perina yeah. was one of the, the city's drummers back in the day. And I said, Pete, hook me up with tickets. I'm going to come see you guys. And, you know, went back and said hi to Lips and Robbo. You know, like uh, AJ used to see them on tour all the time. And Lips would always ask AJ, how's Sal, you know? So, you know, we've always been friends. And then New Year's Eve, Robbo gave me a call and said, listen, uh, bass player quit. And I was like, what do you mean he quit? He says, bass player quit. And we've got, you know, a tour coming up at the end of the month, and we want to know if you could do it. And I was like, well, you know, it's like that gives me, like, what, two weeks, you know, and and kind of turned my life upside down. 
but it was one of those things, you know, like I had to think about it at least overnight and then realize that, you know what, this is something that you should do and um, got up there, rehearsed a Friday night, a Saturday, and a Sunday, and we were on tour, you know, right after that, and, you know, everything else is history. That's how quick it happened. Wow. You're, you're so busy with those guys now. What about the Iron Maiden band and, and, and the Nightmare stage? You're still involved with them in any way? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because I got home on um, last week, Monday, rehearsed on Thursday with Nightmare Stage, did the show on, on um, Friday night out at, at JD's with Magus Beast and um, uh, Ro- Roaster Boss jumped up on stage with that also. And then Sunday rehearsed with the, the Van Halen Band, rehearsed on Wednesday with the Van Halen Band. Thursday, uh, the Van Halen Band's Light Up the Sky. That's, you know, we do covers of yeah. Van Halen. Then Thursday was the Iron Maiden Band rehearsal. And then this morning again, um, light up the sky. So it's just like, yeah, I'll just keep playing. You know, <laughs> yeah, man. You know, why yeah, is the death has a has a really like a cult following, and you guys have yeah. gotten out of the country with the band too. Yes, we've we've played Puerto Rico and we've done Trinidad a few times. Um, they have this big festival at Halloween called Hallowfest, and they do it in Port of Spain in Trinidad, um, um, right on this huge pier. And it's almost like um, it's a venue. It's not just, you know, like this concert hall on a pier. It's a venue. They have this, um, like, this bar. I I can't tell you how. It's like the length of the venue. And underneath they have, like, all of these um, shops and stuff. And you you play opposite that on this huge concert stage with lights and sound. And I think we we, we did that three years ago, um, three years in a row. And there's like 5,000 people at that venue. It's Incredible. just amazing. Uh, I think the first time we played, we played with Almost Queen, which is, you know, this Long Island band, um, Randy Gregg and um, and Johnny, and just, uh, I mean, probably one of the best Queen bands out there. And then there's a um, a band from, from Boston, a Lincoln Park tribute band. There's a, uh, a band from California that did... Um, you know, they put three bands on the bill, basically, yeah. is what it is. So, I mean, but getting getting out there and and playing in front of a large crowd like that is really fantastic, you know? It's got to be. And, and getting around with Anvil's <laughs> not too bad either. So I, I couldn't no, be more happy for you, Sal. I mean, I'm glad all these things are, you know, falling into place for you. It's always yeah, doing yeah. the hometown boy. We had Michael Lando on, I think, what was the time? Last week we had Mike on? Uh-huh. Yeah. Before, you know, Mike's another one, too. It's just finally seeing some success out there. Everything has gone through over the years out here. Yeah, in Staten, right. you know? He's out there with Adrenaline Mob. Yeah. And now he's got yeah. a band going with Rudy Sarzo called Treader. He had Trey going for a while. Yeah, uh, yeah, he yeah. is back, but he's got that going uh-huh. again now. And it's a, that's what you do, you know, you keep playing. Um, when I was in um, Sweden, I was having breakfast with Alex from Testament, and I was telling him all about, you know, um, the city's, you know, excitement when I was over there. This is something that I, I had no um, idea existed, you know. It's like we're here, they're there. And then when you get over there and you talk to these people face-to-face, Alex said, listen, put the band together, get over there. And he goes, and just work the festivals for the next ten years, you know. So uh, it's like it's really surprising, you know, that you know you get your, your eyes kind of get open to um, uh, the fact that it's actually more exciting, you know, for metal music over in Europe than it is here in America. You know, they yeah. keep there's so much going on here in the states that um, metal always has to take the backseat to everything that's in the mainstream, whether it's music or movies or video games. I mean. Metal is always competing with something. It never goes away. Everybody says, oh, those bands are still around. 
And it's like those bands yeah. never go away. It's just not yeah. in the mainstream. Yeah. But in Europe, and especially in Germany, I mean, it's like these people live the music. And they're so passionate. I, it just it blows me away. It really blows me away. Because this is still a lifestyle for them. And it's just, I'm happy it is. Because when you go over there and you see how much they enjoy the music, it's like, ah, breath of fresh air, you know? Yeah, like, you know, us as fans, you know, we see what's going on here in, in, in this country, like you said. And, you know, we tend to think it's like that everywhere. But you guys who get to travel around and see the difference from country to country. And, you know, we're, right. we're very trendy. It's like, oh, well, that's out of favor today, so forget about them. And we don't, like it says, we don't go nowhere. We just don't get the attention like they do Absolutely. over there. And it's, I, I don't, and I mean, I know why it happens. It's just a shame that it does, that you guys can't play in your own backyard, you know, the way right. you play over there. That's right. But you know what? You go, you go play where they want you to play, you know, and um, it, it it gives you that that gratification that what you're doing is appreciated, you know, and they show it. So um, that's the I'll truth. go wherever they want me to be. Hey, that's all that matters. And like I saw, I was telling you in the chat room before. Were you surprised about how many people like still remember cities? Because you always say like you were just like a small little part of the scene, but. I tell you, I get requests all the time to play you guys, and I play because I love it, but are you amazed at how many people, you say like over in Europe, people wearing t-shirts? It's, it's amazing. It's just amazing. I mean, if, if when I was um, doing autograph signing with Anvil, um, the city's albums kept coming out one right after the other, you know, and um, if, if I was signing an album, the guy standing next to him would look down, look at me, look down, look at me, and oh my God. I didn't know. You were the bass player from Cities, and then the whole thing would start, and I love this, and I love that, and, you know, uh, that that kind of enthusiasm was just mind-blowing. Absolutely. AJ used to tell me all the time when he was over in Europe with Twisted how he would sign, every, you know, there would always be somebody giving him something Cities to sign. and But I never knew it was the way it was until I experienced it for myself. It's just yeah. amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's incredible. So maybe that'll energize you guys to kind of get back together for a few more reunion shows here and there. Yeah, well, like I said, you know, if I could put everybody together and just go over there and do, you know, the festival stuff on the weekend and get out there and play, I think that would do it. That would be nice, you know? Yeah. They had to fly you over, you know that, and you have a, have a right. weekend out there. Yeah, they take fantastic. care of everything. It's amazing how well it's run. It's yeah. like these guys have been doing it. They know how to do it. It runs on clockwork. It's not late. It's efficient. You know, your ride's at the airport, you're at the hotel, they get you from the hotel to the venue, from the venue back to the hotel, from the hotel back to the airport. It's amazing how well it's run. All these festivals, every single one of them in Europe, it's amazing. They must they must work for my wife, because that's how she gets me out of bed in the morning, off to work, and back home with a paycheck. It sounds like the same routine. It sounds like the same routine. <laughs> Uh, well, so I'm glad, man. You know what? Brian just told me that if he doesn't get on the air right now, he's just right. gonna. That's it for him. He's gonna commit suicide. He's, he's over and done. <laughs> All right, get him on the air. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna hang up and I'm just gonna listen. You know, right, right online. Okay. So Tommy, it, take care. Brian, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, All right, you guys, and Mike, take thanks take for having care, me on. Sal, anytime, buddy. Call up whenever you want. Right, you know brother. that. Take All care. Right, take care. Hi, Mr. Sal Italiano of Cities, but more importantly, I have to say Anvil. But before we get Brian on the air. Let's get one city song on, and then we'll go right into an interview with Brian. Let's do a, you know what, let's go to one of the demo days. Let's go to No Turning Back. Okay. Real and gone in every way. 
All right, cities with no turning back. But right now, I'm sorry for making a way, Mr. Brian Gambling from Titans Eve. Brian, thanks for coming back on, buddy. Oh, man, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I, 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 uh, I got something messed up with my email or whatever, but it's a pleasure. You know, it's good to talk to Sal there. I mean, what a great guy. Holy crap, he, man. He really is, man. He's one, of the, he's one of the classiest guys out there in the business. He's definitely a good guy. And it's not your fault. I know this is the third week in a row where I had, like, an interview set up for, like, 7 or 7.30, and the guest called in right at the beginning of the show. I'm like, well, it says on the fly it's 6 o'clock. I'm like, I know, but that's when the show starts. And I think I'm confusing everybody. I got to put down show starts at that time so everybody knows. It's not your fault, believe me. You're like you're, you're one of a hundred that have done that. Different time zones too, you know. People. Yeah, you know. I mean, I, I don't have the time to write down show starts in there. It's like ten more words they got to type. <laughs> I'm lazy. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be on here, man. Like, I mean, you guys are great. Uh, I'm glad that you're back, Brian. Uh, you know, the last time you were on the show. Divine Equal had just come out, and we were talking about that record. And you actually mentioned a little bit about Life's Apocalypse, that you were working on it uh, at that point in time. It, it's been out now for a little while. I think you've definitely surpassed the last album and the EP before that. Uh, and you're one of the few young bands who really puts a lot of time and attention into your music. Hey, thanks, Mike. You know, you know, you, uh, that's just it. You know, I want to sit down and want to do... When I when I release a, or, or when we do an album or when we're trying to like you know um, prepare it or whatever, I mean I want to feel at the end of the day even if no one listens to it that I I can look at it and go oh you know what I like it you know, it's, it's, that's fine you know I can live in my little padded cell and listen to it then yeah. You got to be a fan too, you know. You got to look at it like as a fan would look at the music, the same way you look at, you know, another band's music and what you expect from that album and from that mm -hmm. band. You want people to expect the same from you, and I think you've done it. And I, I mean, I, it is a concept album, I guess, Life's Apocalypse to an extent. But each each song on there kind of stands out on its own, and it's not just like an end of the world type of thing. It just seems like there's a lot of personal stuff in there that kind of reflects, I guess, what you and the rest of the band has gone through since you started. We well, yeah, Mike. Like, you know, it's just uh, that's just just to say that you know, with our publicists, they kind of put that end of the world spin. I uh, really, it's it's total opposite. It has nothing it had nothing to do with that. It was exactly what you said. It's it's about touching on the personal aspect. The life apocalypse, uh, coined the term. It's a personal apocalypse. You know, you I've been hearing this ever since I was. I can't remember, as long as I can remember, the end of the world this, Y2K that, and, you know, just so much garbage. And uh, what, it, what it was is, you know, people have their own end of the world apocalypse for themselves. Sure. And it's, about, it's not just about focusing so much on that. It's realizing that but overcoming it, and there's a beauty in that. And that's what that whole life apocalypse, that's what that whole thing's about. And, yes, we did go through a real rough period, and, you know what, we came out with this record. I know exactly what you're saying because, like, you know, your generation, you hear about Y2K now, 2012, you know, the Mayan calendars, the end of the world. Even when I was a kid, I felt the same way. When I read George Orwell's 1984, I remember the strike at midnight, 1984. I thought all that stuff was going to come true. Like, you know, the world was going to be dominated by this and they're going to come to an end. It kind of did in a way because Van Halen put out the record in 1984. But, you know, there's nothing <laughs> we could do about that. I, I figure Sal would have liked that one, but he's, he's not here. <laughs> But I, but I think you put out a great record. I mean, what was the band going through in the last year? That, cause that's some pretty deep dark stuff on there. You know, um, for for we had lost a lot of like all all throughout the Divine Equal and the start of that it had been kind of like a a, a downward 
term. Like, I mean, we lost a lot of friends, not, you know, not just a few personal friends, but it just seemed like we were losing someone that we loved that was very close to us every three months. And I, I almost said, you know, this is a, a this is out of Stephen King. Uh, and so we that 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 kept kind of boiling up, and we got back from our North American tour, and we were just thinking, okay, well, you know, where are we right now? Let's, you know, we listen, we did define equal, and we were like, we're, we want to write something that just, you know, we want to write something upbeat and and powerful for people to get into, and then we just couldn't find, um, I guess, a happy place, and it just got worse. And my brother, he went through something that I can't get into, but it no. was it was. Um, together to be honest because it was just so bad and uh, we just came together and Kyle and I sat my brother uh, the other guitar player we sat in a room and we just we we looked at um, trying to put something together and we didn't leave it we just stayed every day we focused on it we were working our construction jobs we'd come in uh, you know all all um, you know tired as hell and we'd be like oh should we sleep and like no no gonna write so we we got through it and we, we, we got this album, and, you know, we, we probably won't visit a place like Life Apocalypse, you know, again, but, I mean, we were happy that we could get it out. Yeah, well, I think you did, a, like I said, Brian, I think you did a great job on this record, putting this whole package together. I know you went through a lot with the band there last year, but there's, there's also, like, you played with Anvil, you got out there with those guys, uh, you, you killed Devil Hill not too long ago, and now you're going out with Arch Enemy on tour. So there's some good that's come out of it, you know, a little payoff maybe for the bad times. Well, yeah. I mean, like when we uh, we when we got the uh, opportunity to to uh, to play with Anvil, we Kyle and I, because we'd always talk about it. We'd always be like, okay, so what does Canada have? Okay, we got Anvil, and this is like, I'm like, wouldn't it be great to play with those guys? This is back this is back like ten years ago, and we're like, wouldn't it be great to play with those guys? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, it would be. And then what we got we got Annihilator, and we got uh, Voivod. And uh, you know, there, there's, a, there's a, those are the big, those are the real big ones uh, for metal for Canada. And we're, I was just like, man, you know, it's just like I don't want to forget about Martyr either. They're really good too. Um, but you know, that's what our idea was. I was like, wouldn't it be great to play with those guys? So when we were playing with them this summer, I was saying to my brother, I was just like, you know what, Kyle, we're we're, we're touring with Anvil, and how awesome is this? And Kyle's just like, well, you know, it's really awesome. They're really great guys too. <laughs> you know, yeah. cause you always expect bands like this you know you don't really you know sometimes you run into characters but not not with them they're solid and you know it's the same with kill devil hill kill devil hill um you know rex and Vinny. i mean those guys are you know the gentleman class they should be knighted they're great and uh you know it was like with corn that i i was expecting i don't know was not expecting them to be down to earth and cool they were and you know arch enemy it's already they they already seem like angela's uh, totally cool. Now she's she's the one who invited us out on this thing. So, well, when's the Arch Enemy tour going to take place, and where are you going? Uh... Uh, well, we uh, we're flying to Frankfurt on October eighth, and then from there we get um, we we gotta we gotta go grab our backline and our merch. Now, obviously, uh, we're real. Our budget is uh, you know quite overextended, so we're we're just kind of like okay, let's just let's just let's just make Europe like well, let's just gun her out, and then we'll will work for the rest of the winter and then go back out on summer. Yeah. So uh, now that's our plan right now. But we start out with uh, we, we start out in Frankfurt. We go up to first shows in Geneva, and in Switzerland. And the next is Prattland, and then we uh, we do Austria, and then we do uh, um, we do two gigs in Germany, and then we do we go to uh, uh, France to play Paris. So we'll dim out the lights in the city of lights. 
and then we'll go and then we're going to Spain and we're with Spain we're actually uh joined by Voivod. So oh, I mean nice. you know, that's just great. We just gotta we just gotta we just gotta play with Annihilator and we've checked off our Canadian hero list. Yeah, you got them all you got them all covered over there. Yeah, man, the, is this great. the first time you're heading to a lot of those areas, or a lot of a lot of those countries? Would it be the first time for the band? Yeah, first time for the band. I went there myself uh, a long time ago. Um, I, I didn't, I, I, not to see particularly those. I was in Italy and in Greece, but that's 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 it. Like uh, for the band, it's going to be quite interesting. Uh, that's going to be a great time. Up, uh, Brian, up in Canada, who's held in higher regard, Michael J. Fox or Mike Myers? Mike Myers, uh, you know, I would say, God, that's a tough question. That's a really tough question. Um, you know, Michael J. Fox is awesome. Uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, Michael J. Fox, just because he's, he's, he's classic, and he, and he's still, he's still giving it his all, even though he has, a, you know, that terrible disease, you know. Yeah, he's got so, Parkinson's. I, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna give him, I'm gonna give him points, but I mean. Mike Myers, I mean, it's like it's like when you're comparing gold to gold, you know. It's like, do you want it in a bar or do you want it in coins? Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. Are most Canadians offended by the movie Canadian Bacon? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it's a great movie. <laughs> uh, Canadian Bacon, you know, uh, you know, I don't think so. I think we, I, I think for the most part, we we like it, we love it. But you know, it's it's funny because uh, we're we're down. In, in the southern states a lot, and we get a lot of, uh, you know, we get that kind of, hey, no, no, we, oh, no, yeah. that's good, <laughs> all that kind of, you know, that kind of stuff, and you know what I find, is not, that's not just Eastern Canadians, that's, uh, that, that movie Fargo, you know, that little town where they're yeah, from, yeah, that, yeah. That, that what's it called, yeah, yeah, so, I, you know, I don't know, like, most Canadians have a real good sense of humor, I, you know, it's just like, Whatever. <laughs> I, I love that movie. I love I love when uh, Dan Aykroyd pulls over the truck and he finds him because uh, it's not written in both languages. It has to be in, Fran- in French and <laughs> English. When they have to yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Canadian bacon. Yeah, you know, it's great. Uh, it is a great movie. Yeah. But getting get back to the music and everything, I know you guys got this pretty good tour coming up. You're going to get over to Europe for the first time, so that's got to be big news. Let's go back to the record a little bit, Life's Apocalypse. I know you were saying it's a personal record. It has more of that involved in it. But there is kind of a running theme that doesn't really even matter, like, you know, about the personal stuff. Do you, like, is it easy for you to write, like, something based around a central theme where the whole, you know, the whole album, all the songs are based on a, on a certain topic instead of having to come up with, you know, 10, 12 different ideas? Yeah, you know, I mean, the easiest way I can really put it is... Um, it's like if you see a, you ever see a painting or or uh, some image that kind of just, um, you know, whatever, if, whatever, if it, if it moves you in an angry direction or if uh, you kind of find this feeling if you see the right painting or whatever and you're just like, that just puts me in this place that I feel I really am right now. So I guess that what with, with the way we write songs is that uh, when we want to write these brooding things is we just kind of sit in that feeling. Then we, we, we focus on the dark imagery and that kind of thing. And with it, it's like, it's like if you picture the battle, um, uh, I guess a star destroyer or something, you know, you know, it's going through space, you know, you take John Williams score out, you know, just got a, you just got a really boring white piece of shit flying through space, 
You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, you just you got it. It's just putting the imagery to 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 what comes into your head. The, mu- the musical notes that come into your head. That's how we write. And yeah, we write better uh, when we when we picture an image. In Life Apocalypse, we just get that feeling, and we could write everything around it. I tell you, I, I I'm gonna get some songs. Sal was talking about How of Gods, and I said that's my favorite song on the record too. So I'm, we're going to get that on a little later on in the show. But, you know, you got you and your brother in the band. You've probably been playing together since you were kids and everything. You got Casey and Jesse. You got Casey and Jesse also in the band. Do you have another brother you can squeeze in there that way? It's like the majority rules and you can override those two on any decisions? <laughs> we already do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know in, in, in general, it's um, – a great part of our band is that Kyle and I will we will come up with the concept and all and the the songs and all that kind of stuff. And then Casey is just such a he's a gifted drummer and he's got a gifted ear for what to do. And you know that he'll take I, our ideas and, and you know he'll just he'll put his drums to it in the way that we would. That's I was like wow. It's like you know I can't picture that, but you just did what I pictured. And, and Jesse, same thing. He just adds that heavy backbone in the back. And you know we're just really really lucky to have those guys. Yeah, well, I think Case likes to show off because he was in the band Entropia for a little while, so I think he gets lets that go to his head, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he, he finally, you know, when you were saying the song Hall of Gods, he, he has a, kind of a blast beat thing going on in the uh, court, or, yeah, the yeah the course. And um, and I just, uh, I was just like, yeah, man. Or the, the pre-chorus, before the, when there's no vocals. Yeah. And, and we were like, you know, Kyle and I were always like, oh, you know, we don't know if we should... Uh, we don't know if we should put that, and that might be. And then when we heard it with the song, we're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, no, no, that's good. Keep it done." I thought, I, I really like some of the soft pieces that are on. I mean, because the album's a, a pure thrash metal record. I mean, for like to describe it to the fans out there, but there are a lot of soft sections in, on the songs and the instrumental. I mean, I just love it. I mean, I, I would like to hear more of that from you guys. Yeah, I mean, we got that too. Uh, you, know, you know, there's people. We were little, like we were told when we were when we were recording with Sasha Alaska, who's just fantastic talent, a, a complete musical genius. He's one of those guys that I would hope to see be doing, you know, really, really well by doing a lot of big records. But out of Perfect Fit Studio and his uh, his partner Tom Slavic. But the the we were he was kind of iffy with the he's like I don't know guys if you should do that you know kind of kicks the momentum out of the record I'm like no 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 this it's a musical landscape right so we 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 just wanted that in there my brother uh, he wrote that 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 song is actually dedicated to, to what had happened to him that's all that's all his emotion in that one and uh, we just said no the music musical statement is much more important than you know if some death metal head doesn't want it you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean. There's a couple of instrumentals on the record, and uh, people have to just get this album. That's all I can say about it. Brian, I got to let you go in a little bit, only because Sal took up all your time. Bad Sal. Sal was joking around. <laughs> just around but where can people, where's the best place people go right now to buy the record and actually buy the real record, not just the download? Uh, you know, if you want to buy the real record, if you go to CD uh, uh, Baby. If you go to uh, cdbaby.titansieve.com, uh, you will be able to pick up the record or the shirt or 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 whatever. And we're also on iTunes and, uh, and all that. But yeah, if you want to get that physical CD baby and and uh, you know just put in your order and we'll send it out to we'll send it out to you. And I really hope you love it. 
I know they will. And you know what is Brian? I got Evan Seinfeld from uh, Biohazard and Attica Seven. You know what? He's married to porn stars and he does porno, so we gotta get we gotta get that on here. You know. Well, you know, if, if maybe we can work something out with him, you can uh, you know bring his entourage <laughs> out on our shows. Say, I would love that. For me. I, I really respect I respect that band. I respect those guys. So I mean, that's awesome. It is. Hey, listen, you got to get down here to New York. We said that the last time. I know you kind of dipped around, but you never made it over here. Well, yeah, we well we played um, Queens, New York, and we didn't go to the the island there. No, we we went we did Queens, we did um, um, Manhattan, and uh, we did um, the Hamptons. And uh, all I could think the entire time was, where's the Jaws set? No, <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, I would have went to the Manhattan show. How come I didn't even know about that one? I don't know, man. Like it's uh, I got a lot of, of the. Oh man, you know, to make it up to you, Mike. Next time we're down in that area, I'm gonna I'm gonna personally invoice you and, and bring you out guest list here, and we'll have ourselves a beer and you know bring Tom too. Oh, uh, Brian, man, that nice. sounds great, man. The first Molson is on me. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. Take care, buddy. The best of luck with the new record. Yeah, and thank you so much for having me on. Hey, anytime, Brian. Thank you, buddy. Take, take care. Take care, bud. Bye now. All right, Brian Gamblin from Titan Z's. Let me see, T. I'm going to play Holocaust because Sal liked it. I think it's one of the – the whole album's top-notch, I mean, but this is one of my favorite songs on the record. Okay, cool. So let's get that on, and then the rest of the show is us until uh, we play an interview with Evan.
Trevor's Mercenary were teared down the walls. Right before that, we had a little Titan Z for you over there with Hollow Gods. So things are shaping up pretty good here today, T. What's going on with you? Hey, nothing much. Just hanging, you know, relaxing. Uh, one extra day before going back to work. I mean, last week was my first week back. It wasn't so bad. I had a, a nice week off. Yeah, it's rough when you get to be our rage and you're off for a few days. You don't yeah. want to be back to the ground, you know. You even know. that week, you know, I can imagine. I never, I gotta be honest with you, I've never, I know you've, I think you've done it. I've never taken two weeks off. I've been off, you know, for sick or, you know, for whatever, but I've never actually taken two weeks off. So when we were out that, you know, when we were put out that three, yeah. 27 days, it was pretty, you know, pretty weird coming back and then all that animosity. And it's still there with me. I'm not the same person I was. And yeah. they know it. And they know not to ask me for to, to do crazy, you know, stupid things. Yeah, like I don't think any of us are anymore. Yeah. I think all the whole time is filled. Yeah, the whole, the whole uh, morale is... And even with management, they're all... They're pissed at their own, you know, at upper management. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a while for us to heal, I guess. Uh, I think and by the time union, we heal, we'll be putting in our retirement papers. Yeah, so. and our union is, is in a shambles. So, I, <laughs> I mean, know. Jesus. So, I mean, you know what? Take it take it day by day. Have a good time. You're not getting, you know, don't get in any trouble. Do you do your job. Go home. Fuck the overtime. You you know, don't dangle it over like a carrot. And you can stick it up your ass, you know. There you go. You tell the man. Don't take no shit. That's it. <laughs> well, no one will cheer you up. Uh, Michael Shank is coming back to New York in October. Oh, cool. He's going to be playing at the Grammys in the 23rd. I like to go cool. check out. Uh, it's been a very long time. So this is the Lamore days. Uh, it was the last time I saw Michael Shanker. So I would definitely like to go out there. And, uh, I saw them when he, get, when he got. Remember when he got back with UFO? They did that one album, that purplish blue yeah. album. I forget the name of it. What am I on that tour? What was that? That's when you caught him live? Yeah, they were playing out on the on the island, and we went out there. They weren't playing in the city. They were playing out okay. on the island, and they were playing. I forgot. I, I didn't drive. Tommy, uh, uh, Tom Healy uh, drove. Okay. And we went out there. It was out in Suffolk County. I know that. And they were freaking great, man. I mean, what, what, to be 10 feet from Michael Shanker, oh, it was amazing. I know. You know I have... UFO was always a good band to see, you know. They're always a good, real professional band. It's a shame that they, you know... You know, haven't gotten as popular as they should. Yeah, they've been going at it a long time. It's just yeah. hit or miss with some bands. You can't, you know. God bless them, yeah. You can't help it, but uh, what are you going to do? I have to announce our winner. I forgot all about it. Forgive me. Uh, last week, we gave away the Gojira, the Flesh Within DVD, and the okay, Blu-ray, yeah. thanks to uh, Mascot Records. Uh, Mr. Chad Lane uh, from Tennessee won that, and he already has it probably by now. Tennessee. Mascot mailed it out to him, and I uh, mailed him out a little care package from the show with a couple of CDs that bands had dropped off uh, you know, to give out. So he's got that. And uh, I think next week we're going to give out a copy of the brand-new Dublin Death Patrol record, Death Sentence. Uh, we have uh, Steve uh, Zetro Zuza on the show. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll save it for the week after next when he's on. So check out the Facebook page this week. We'll put up some stupid trivia question anybody can answer. And uh, the first person that responds to it, because nobody ever calls in live yet, we'll give it out. Mm. The guy Chad wrote down the the, the answer <laughs> last week. A minute later, wrote down your one. He goes, "Damn, that was easy." I go, hey, "That's the way we do things around here. We don't waste any time." <laughs> I put it hopefully, up. The answer, you get it. I hopefully, uh, you know, he spreads the word of the show and he gets some other people listening. I asked him and he did, and uh, he did a good job of that. That's all we can ask for around here. That's all, you know. Just give it a listen, man. That's right. And I saw, I saw the other day that, that D. Schneider is all uh, up in arms. I guess about Paul Ryan or Mitt Romney or somebody using. We're not going to take it. Yeah, yeah. As part of the campaign. 
I would be more of setting up in arms that you're, you know, that you're selling out that song, the Stanley Steamer carpet cleaner. Yeah. And now that discount hotel chain who doesn't allow you to make coffee in the bathroom, you get to make it in the bedroom. Oh <laughs> my God, that is that, more embarrassing. Extend the stay, extend the stay hotels. We shouldn't even mention the name because uh, you know uh, we're giving a free advertisement on here, but. You know, they give you a coffee pot in the room instead of the bathroom, and he's leasing out this song to them. Yeah. But he's worried about. I understand, you know, everybody's got different political yeah, opinions. Yeah, everybody's got political, you know. Way and it's politics. more because he's probably not in favor of them. But you know, sometimes you got to keep a little quiet, do it on the download instead yeah, of like yeah, going just to the. Yeah, just do it on the download. Send them a, a, a cease and desist. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. Don't make a big think about it. Because you know, know they're like not going to say nothing about it. But like, yeah. I don't want them using my song. It doesn't look good. Then two minutes later, it's on a Stanley Steamer yeah. car commercial. <laughs> On a commercial with a bunch of old people uh, marching down the street with coffee know, pots you know, in their hands. Funny, my I think my niece even said that to me one day. She goes, <laughs> she says he's worried about that. She goes, and meanwhile he's dressed up like in one of those stupid commercials, like when he did those that commercial for uh, Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah, <laughs> he did that commercial, and it ended up airing. So it's not like he did it just. No, I know. Celebrity it ended up thing. airing. Last week, I'm sitting in the living yeah. room reading the newspaper, <laughs> I eat my breakfast, and I start reading the article, you know, D. Schneider making an issue with the Paul Ryan thing. As I'm doing that, I hear, you know, I hear a song coming. I'm like, what, what is this in my head? I look at the TV, and there's like a half a dozen people marching down the street with coffee pots saying we don't have to make coffee in the bathroom no more, as we're not going to take it as planned. I'm like, okay. I know it's all for money. It's his way of making money and supporting himself. Uh, but you know what? You've got to draw the line somewhere after well, Let me just tell these people. Putting the coffee pot in the bathroom, the water and the electricity are there. You can wash it. You can fill it. Everything is convenient. So don't be so stupid. It's like putting a hair dryer in the fucking hallway, you know. That'll be the next commercial. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it, man. I tell you. And who the fuck drinks that fucking coffee anyway? Who are you kidding me, man? You know, you want coffee, you go down to the fucking lobby and they got coffee for you. Come on. Extended, uh, extended vacations, whatever it is. Oh, I tell you, it's too much, man. Uh, you know what? We got to get a song on. Yeah. Uh, I spoke to Evan Seinfeld earlier because it couldn't do the live show. Yeah. And, and we spoke for a long time. Evan's an old Brooklyn boy, so we had a lot to talk about, you know, uh. with the neighborhood. But there were a lot of things that were said that shouldn't have been aired. You know, we got personal, so I try to edit it all out. Okay. Keep it, you know, to, you know, about the band and and, and the music and his yeah. career. But you know what it is? I don't really have the ability to do like really fancy editing and everything on here, so, so you might hear just you know. I had to cut like drop. I cut like whole sections out where it was, and it looks like that clip from The Sopranos that they did on Mad TV. Oh the yes, <laughs> I was listening to it, and it sounds like that. <laughs> so I was like, oh man, look at this! All it's like a chop shop thing, you know. That's to be funny. You could put like you should put little beeps. That, you know, you're not really. I I tried to do that. Yeah. I tried to, but some things that were said that were so long, yeah. I couldn't figure out how to extend the beep. It was just like I, you know, I, I had like see the, some of the, these YouTube videos with these. I know. They, they're amazing. And I they don't have fade, the time to do that. You know? They put all the fades in and they put pictures in, and it's like God damn it! I, it's probably not that hard. It's just learning it. You know. Yeah. I don't have the time to sit here and do that. No, That's what no, it's the time. No, I was so listening. is there any, what he goes, any young kids or young or more progressive uh, internet people they want to help us out? Give us a call. You I got to reach out to our buddy uh, Ryan over there in Buttfuck, Arkansas. Ryan's good with all that computer stuff and programs. That's true, and yeah, he yeah. plugs his own records and 
Maybe I'll send it to him to see if he can fix things up for us when we. But you know, it's, we're a live show. We do the show live every week. Yeah. It's just, uh, sometimes bands are uh, in different parts of the country or different parts of the world, and they yeah. can't make it for the you know because they're trying different. There's kids, Titans uh, in there. They were they're from Vancouver. You know, yeah. so maybe yeah. they got the he got the uh, the time. I don't think the know. time. I don't think there is a time difference between there and here. Vancouver, sure. Vancouver. Vancouver is on the west coast, buddy. Are you yeah. sure? Vancouver? Oh yeah, because I know I know when the Rangers play Vancouver, it's always like nine thirty or a ten thirty start. No, I know that, but I, I thought the band was from Montreal. I thought they were from Vancouver. I read on on one of their pages. I'm sorry. You're probably right. I I must have it wrong. I thought, I thought I read that they were that I read. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I saw. T- I know they play a lot of Canada. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm sorry. No, you're probably right. Let me check. I'll check. Go to Van- you're right. Vancouver, British Columbia. You're right. Oh, okay, cool. You're right. I'm but wrong. You're right. Where he is now? He might. You know, he might be in Toronto. He might be in in in, in Montreal. But that's know. so cool. How that? How cool is that? That you're playing with all, you know, Annihilator and Anvil, and you look up to all these bands, you know, as you as you're growing up, and as you've got a band together, Annihilator, and you know, now you're playing with them, and 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 it's cool that you know we know one of the, you know, we know. I mean, Anvil is not, is a very approachable band, anyways. But yeah. knowing somebody from your area, and you know, you got, you know the guys from cities even better than I do. I mean, it's amazing, you know. Now you got like a member of 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 one of the iconic bands. I mean, they actually took like metal and 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 ACDC and kind of mished it up and made their own sound. They yep. definitely want. I definitely one of the genre changes, you know. I agree. Either. Besides promoting, you know, metal in the early days, yeah. you know, and doing something new and different. I mean, all the riffing all the riffing that uh, that Lips did kind of lent itself to, like, you know, some Metallica and definitely a lot of Megadeth. I would have to agree with you 100%, you know? buddy. Cool. Well, you know what? We're talking about Canada. We're talking about Annihilator. Uh-huh. Annihilator is this week's demolition segment. It just happened. Look at I don't... that. And I don't even know these things, people. Neither do I have the time. My, you know? so Mike is so good on his own. He don't need my help. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God he doesn't rely on it. But oh, <laughs> He could use it, but he doesn't rely on it. <laughs> Oh, man, but Annihilator is our uh, demolition segment, Demo that, of the right. Week. Right yeah, in. it's uh, the first demo tape. Mm-hmm. It's up for grabs on the blog spot right now. Head over there and uh, download yourself a copy of it. And, uh, let me see. I, I uploaded the whole thing, so I'm going to pick up and that will fit into the next couple of minutes because we have to get Mr. Ken Pierce on from PierceMetal.com. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, how about we uh, do uh, Burns Like a Buzzsaw Blade. Download the demo right now. Grab yourself a copy of it. Your body goes, they'll break my back! 
And I don't care what motorhead you play, you just can't beat it, man. The hammer. <laughs> ah, yes. I, yeah, you, you can't go wrong with Motorhead. You can't. I know. He's still, he's still making good records, too. Fre- freaking Lemmy, man. I tell you, I, you know, I went to that website because I was looking for, like, like the work shirt, like a Motorhead work shirt. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I just didn't have any of my size. I'm going to have to lose 5 or 50 pounds to yeah, get down know, to Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't understand that. How do you make a work shirt and you stop at 2X? I think that's it. That's as yeah, good I know. I know, especially when most of your fans are in the 40s and 50s. Oh, yeah. And gained a lot of weight over the years. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. But, I'm going to file a complaint, I think, with the uh, <laughs> Equal Opportunity, uh, whatever you call it. An EEO complaint over that. I don't know, but no, you can't, can't be. I, I'm more upset because people like things big anyways, you know? Especially my wife. I know. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> I hear it every day. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, uh, yeah, like you know, I went to the site for a shirt, and then they, I like to have all the hard liquor and the beer, yeah. but you can't get it shipped to the, to the U.S., no, 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 yeah. It's, it only it's ships like it. two or three countries, so yeah. I have to see if I could find uh, one of my faithful gotta, listeners out there. What you got to do is you got to get um, uh, one of these uh, liquor distributors or the beer distributors Yeah. and see if they can get it for you. It's a possibility. I was thinking about checking. I was, oh, yeah? Yeah, go ahead. I was ask thinking them. about checking with that guy on 83rd Street across the way from Maggio's. All right. If well, if you're interested, I'll ask. We'll maybe yeah, try with them more. Try. We'll try. And see yeah. If we can we can get the beer, and it'd be nice to have as a collector's item. Oh yeah, it was just to get drunk on a lonely night. You know, I don't care. Yeah, but I will listen. That bottle in my collection, you know. That's right. Well, you know what? Here at the Hasbro <laughs> Mayhem Radio Show, we always like to help out a brother in need. Yeah. And my uh, dear old friend Roger Klinger turned me on to a singer named Scott Reynolds. He sang at a band called All and Pavers and Goodbye Harry, and uh, he's trying to put out a new record. You know, a lot of bands and a lot of groups and a lot of people today are trying to raise money. You know, through the fans and the listeners. Sure. try to help out with these projects. And usually they give you something. They give you the album or a shirt or a button or whatever it has just to help them out. Uh-huh. So uh, Scott Reynolds has got a Kickstarter project going. Just go to www.kickstarter.com right. and help Scott Reynolds make a new record. And it'll come up. And uh, you can donate a dollar or $10 or 5 whatever you have, donate. Help this guy put a record. You never know where the next big star is going to come from. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And then, you know, he also has a Reverb Nation page and a Facebook page. Just type in Scott Reynolds. And you'll get all the information right there for you. And uh, when he does get this record out, if it fits it to the show's format, maybe we'll spin a tune off of it. Cool. All right, you know what? We got to get Kenny on because I think he's like pacing the, the floor right now, having a heart attack. Okay. Now, he's been a busy boy this week with all the shows going on in the New York area. And uh, I know he wants to tell us what's going to be happening in the upcoming week. So let's get Kenny on. All right. Hey, Kenny, are you there, buddy? Well, hello once again, my friends in heavy metal mayhem land. I am so happy to be back here telling you guys uh, about what's coming up for this week of August 26th to uh, to the 1st of September. And wow, can you believe we're saying that? The 1st of September. The summer is pretty much over. It's almost time for uh, all you younger ones to go back to school and for us to enjoy the last holiday until uh, Thanksgiving week. So the rest of us in the working world. There's not a, not a whole lot of stuff going on in the city, uh, to my knowledge, this particular week, but let's start off the good stuff with saying that tonight at uh, studio at Webster Hall, you have the band Otep. She is back for the attack and bringing along the Butcher Babies, uh, One-Eyed Doll, and Zombie. Now, those those opening bands are actually quite kind of interesting, too, so... Uh, Make sure if you're uh, if you're listening to us online somehow and you're near the studio, you want to 
get over there so you don't miss any of the opening acts and then of course catch OTEP. I don't have anything listed until uh until Wednesday, which is the Carnival of Madness tour over at the PNC Bank Arts Center. Now that's a tour that features Evanescence as the headliner, Chevelle, Cavo, New Medicine, and Hailstorm. Uh, we really like Hailstorm over here at the Piercing Metal Command, and yes, I have a guilty pleasure for Evanescence as well. So, uh, but yeah, that's a good that's a good tour uh, package for them together. As you might recall, the uh, the Lamb of God and Death Clock show that was scheduled for uh, Wednesday the 29th had been canceled. That whole tour is canceled because at the time. Uh, Randy Blythe was in a uh, Czech prison, but now he's free. But the tour still had to be canceled because there was no uh, no certainty on when he was going to get out at the time. So they had to cancel that. Uh, they are going to reschedule soon, they say. Thursday night is Fozzie over at the Gramercy Theater. And now Fozzie is the band that features wrestler Chris Jericho and guitarist Rich Ward. Now, that's a lot of fun. Uh, I've seen them a couple of times, and they're definitely an energetic band that is worth your attention. Friday evening is The Skull, and that is some former members of the band Trouble, and they are going to be performing, obviously, uh, Trouble music. This band features Eric Wagner of the band uh, Trouble, and uh, it used to have Jeff Ole Olsen, who... um, was interviewed by you, Mike, on the program not too long ago, but he left the lineup. And uh, I agree with you when you said, you know what, just mend fences, go back out as trouble, stop diluting the waters um, for this kind of stuff. Just, just do this as trouble once again, and then, uh, and everybody will be happy who likes the band. Uh, it's too risky these days for bands to have two and three different lineups and uh, and touring because you know it's hard enough to get people at the metal shows, especially for bands that are still considered underground, no matter how influential they are. That show will also feature Evoken, and they are really good, so go check them out. And that, my friends, is really all we have. That brings us to the Labor Day weekend, so please enjoy yourself, have some barbecue, get that pool in, and just just really have a good time. And I will say that just find Piercing Metal over on Facebook and come down and like our page and also hit us up on Twitter if you want to keep up on some of the other stuff we're doing by looking for uh, Piercing Metal on Twitter. I will talk to you guys next week. Be safe. You too, Kenny. Thank you very much, buddy. We'll see you here next week when we kick off our uh, four-year anniversary show. It's actually not next week, but you know we'll celebrate the whole month. Yeah, yeah. yeah like next week we have... Sounds like sorry, in a little bit of a rush there. When? It seemed like he was in a little bit of a rush there. Yeah, he's going to another show tonight. That's all he does is go from show to show. <laughs> he's got a charm life, that guy, huh? God bless him. I know. I wish I had that ambition, you know? Uh, don't, don't wish for you don't know. I'm so lazy, I don't even want to watch concerts on TV anymore. <laughs> I don't know. It's a crazy world we live in, buddy. Who the hell knows? Hey, you know, except this guy, I think, playing in New York next week. Oh? Except in uh, Creator. Oh, that's, that show's coming up? Yeah, yeah, I think it's next week. Uh, we have Wolf Hoffman on next week. I think it's uh, during the week. i got to check the date. Uh, that's exactly where I, That'd be a pretty good show. Creator and Accept together, a little uh, two-time terror. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. a cool, cool term, man. Yeah, yeah definitely. That. Yeah. That's the new thing now, the Teutonic uh, metal, the calling. All the German metal bands, I think, from yeah. the 80s are a part of it, you know? Yeah, so, uh, they're Nazi, so Teutonic works. Teutonic works better, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
I love my German people. <laughs> the, the, the destruction put up uh, some news bulletin the other day that they, I know they were just here. They just did their tour a couple of months ago. Uh-huh. Uh, they were, I guess, between here and Canada for like three months in Mexico, going up and down. Mm-hmm. And I said they never got paid for any of the shows that the promoter uh, kept all the money for them for like three months of touring. Now, the structure's not like some local band who's going to go from club to club and take the chance right. to get baby on These are bands that play on major tours, and, you know, they're well planned out in advance. And I, I don't want to mention the name of the company because they're a very well-known uh, entertainment company. They don't just handle, like, you know, they handle everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, according to them, they got screwed. They haven't gotten any of the money all this time. Wow. Yeah, so I don't know. But uh, next uh, Sunday night, everybody, we have Wolf Hoffman from Accept on the show. We have the entire band of Phantom X. Uh, Kevin Gucci will be calling in and the rest of the guys. So, Glenn Malicki and Reese, so we're going to have a good time talking to them. Their brand new record is out. So, uh, that's how we're kicking off our, uh, our month, buddy. Wow. Yeah, every guest has been confirmed except for Kronos from Venom. I'm just waiting. That, that was just uh, touched on Friday before I left uh, for a couple of days off. So, uh, I'll yeah. follow up with them tomorrow. But uh, they're in the studio right now recording a new record, so they're trying to work it around that schedule. But not a bad way to celebrate four years on air, right? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, that's what I like. What I was saying before is this week I listened to a couple of uh, other musical podcast shows, like just to catch up because they've had some guests that we're having on, so I want to you know, size up the competition a little bit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Okay. Now, I don't really, I don't really do that to be honest. Which I can care less. Uh, we all run in the same circles, you know. Everybody knows the same people, so everybody has the same guests all the time. Yeah. But I listened to a couple of these podcasts that are on there because people like send me emails and. I gotta be honest with you. I do not like the pre-recorded shows when the whole show is pre-recorded. It loses the spontaneity. It sounds like it's a chop shop of you know the DJs come on and they they speak like these professional DJs in the fifties. Then they go into these interviews with bands they know nothing about. It's recorded over a cell phone. It just sounds like it's thrown together quick. And I I don't know. You know we screw up all the time. We say things that we can't take back. We we do dumb things. But it's live. So whatever you get, you get. That we can only do it one time. Yeah. We can't. You know. And I think all these shows should be going live. I don't think anybody should be doing anything pre-recorded. It just takes the spontaneity out of anything. Well, I guess, you know, most people do it, I guess, for the convenience, right? They can just hit, you know, do certain... I think they do because they like correcting their mistakes. I'll mispronounce words, I'll speak through things, I'll forget things. Well, that's the beauty of it, yeah. They do it because they can repeat it. If they they forget something, they can do it 100,000 times so they get it right. But it sounds sounds that way when you hear it. It sounds like it was practiced. Yeah, sounds too yeah. yeah. I won't mention any names, but if you go to the website later on, you'll see all the names. I put them up over there. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding around. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, let's get some music on over here, and uh, then we'll do an interview with uh, Evan Seinfeld. Uh, Evan's a funny guy, so uh, we'll get that going in a little bit. Okay. Plus, he's married to little Lupe, so how can you go wrong, right? There you go. Another guy with a charm life. Him and Ken should get together for cocktails one day. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Satan, Blades of Steel.
All right, we were talking about Accept earlier. There's uh, that brand new singer, Mark Tanello's old band, T.T. Yeah. Quick with Victim. I just read a press release. What do you call it? Uh, Metallica? Uh-huh. They're leasing out the rights to hit the lights to Motel 6. Oh. Yeah. So nobody's going to be leaving the lights on there no more. They're going to hit the lights. Hit the lights. There you go. It's a perfect combination. That would be good. Think of the new life for all these metal bands, you know, by uh, leasing out the songs to different companies, you know? Hey, I guess... Uh... They also, what Snyder was doing, they said, hey, let's jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, he's making money. Why don't we all do it? Not bad, right? The lights. Hit the lights. Don't, Hit the isn't lights. There, isn't there a model that the lights always on? <laughs> Something, like, something like that. What the hell is thing over here? Uh, the lights are always on, right? I'm Tom Bodat from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Yeah, we'll leave the light on for you, and then hit uh, the lights. Okay. Well, nobody's leaving the lights on anymore. It's over. Well, that's the new green. They're going with a new green <laughs> that's campaign. That's <laughs> right. It's an environmental Motel 6. Hit the lights, because you don't want to see how ugly, uh, ugly the rooms are. Oh, God, that's what it is. All right, you know what? we got to get this interview on. We're running out of time here. Okay. All right, here's an interview I just did recently Whatever Seinfeld from Attica 7. A lot of people remember from Biohazard. Uh, you might remember him as, what's his name? Uh, James Spider, whatever freak the name was. He was in the, in the porn industry. He's got his porn shit going on. And he also starred in HBO's Oz for like a half a dozen years. Yeah. So a lot of people forget about that. Yep. So there you go. Evan was a fun guy. Like I said, we have to cut that some stuff out of here because we were talking privately. and uh, It's only for the first couple of minutes, and then it goes right back at the interviews. So just bear with it for a little bit. Okay. Here you go. Hey, Evan, is Hello? that you? Yeah, is that Mike? Yeah, it's Mike. What's going on, buddy? How are you? How are you? Staten Island. Uh, yeah, originally from Brooklyn, buddy, just like you. Yeah, huh? Oh, go. We go right over to Guinea Gangplank. Boom. That's right, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only place to be these days, but you know Brooklyn ain't what it used to be, you know. Oh my God, no, no. <laughs> I, I live in. Uh, I'm here in Laguna Beach with my wife. I'm standing here looking at the ocean. Uh who's better than you, man? Listen, it's very funny. You're not. Are you recording or you're not recording yet? We're recording now, but if there's anything you don't want me to put in the beginning, I'll edit it out. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what? I was going to tell you a funny joke, but I don't want anybody recording it because you know I was going to give you a good Brooklyn Staten Island joke, but. Yeah, go ahead. It's recording. Nobody's listening. It's pre-recording. I'll just cut that part right out. Oh, man. I told it to I, – I had uh, band practice last night. Yeah. And my sound man, who's from – he's from Hollywood. He's from out here. Gave me a ride home. And, uh, and we had to stop and pay the toll. So I live on the toll road in Orange County. It's yeah. so beautiful out here. You wouldn't believe it. Gorgeous, right? And uh, it's like it's like 250 to drive like – a couple of miles on this little highway, but it's like smooth. You can skateboard. It's so smooth, you know? Yeah. And uh, and he says, man, what is this toll even here for? And I go, it's Orange County. They call it the Orange Curtain. <laughs> you know, it's like totally, yeah. they keep everybody out. Yeah, exactly. So they charge money so <laughs> nobody comes here. Yeah, I tell you, you're going to keep us out of Staten Island pretty soon if this bridge gets any higher. How much is it now? $15, and it's going up uh, in the beginning of the year. To what? I, I guess another dollar or two. Listen, that the, the toll. Listen, when I was a kid, that the, the Verrazano Bridge was the most expensive bridge in New York when I was a kid. Yeah. Three dollars. Wow, and not each was three dollars. It's yeah. fifteen dollars to go over a bridge now. It's crazy. You you were there a couple of times where Big Joe lives. One of my one of my best friends lived over there. I yeah, used to go over, over there to watch. I'm a Jet fan. I used to go. All my boys live over there, and we would get together to watch a Jet game. 
Yeah, it's incredible that they charge now, man. I, I tell you what, I th- going back to when I was in Brooklyn back as a kid, you never had to leave Brooklyn for nothing. I mean, everything was there that you needed, so you didn't have to go nowhere. Now, yeah, it's a whole different place. What are you going to do? Yeah, world changes, you know. I know. It, it was funny about it, though. It's like a lot of people, they never really go anywhere. Like, people contact me on Facebook. Like, remember me from high school, fucking Tony Macaroni? You know, <laughs> hey, I'm still here in the old neighborhood, you know. Yeah, nobody moved oh, on. And boy, is it terrible. I'm like, Move. <laughs> You know, exactly. Go to, Florida, go, go to Florida with the rest of everybody. <laughs> That's so true, man. That's right, buddy. All my boys, all my boys from Canarsie moved to Staten Island. Yeah. And then they either moved to Jersey and then to Florida, or they just went straight to Florida. Yeah, that's the next step over here. We're gonna bypass Jersey and go right to Florida. Yeah, I would skip it. <laughs> Jersey's a fucking sewer. Yeah, this whole area's getting like that. You know, it's not. It's not what it used to be, but you gotta make do when you work here. So, so then, what can you do? Okay, was, so what's the, well, tell me about your show. Uh, it's all heavy metal, man. Hard rock, heavy metal, hardcore, a little bit of everything. You know, shit I've been listening to and playing since back in the late 70s and early 80s. And like I said, being, being a fan of Biohazard from back in the day and seeing you move on to everything that you're doing over the last couple of years, I mean, you got your hands in everything, man. <laughs> I don't think there's one thing you haven't dabbled in a touch. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm kind of like a, a very motivated person and I... Maybe it's to a flaw that like I, I do so many different things and I, I like if I get an idea, like I, that's probably you know more than even being a musician. Musician is like I'm, a, I'm the kind of person like if I have an idea and I get passionate about it, like I put everything I have into it. Like you know between the music and the touring and the building of the brands and the bands and you know the acting and the adult business and you know for I had a hot rod shop for a while. Like right now. Like, what I'm really focused on is Attica 7, and I'm also managing my wife's music group. She's got a a, a new music group that she's coming out with that's uh, going to be so huge. Um, I'm hanging on for dear life with this. Nice, I'm, man. I just love to be part of things that are creative and fun, and I... You know, I like things with an edge. Like I'm attracted to things with an edge. You know, like it wouldn't interest me. Like I'm like I'm really good with like marketing and 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 promotion and things. But it doesn't really interest me if somebody said, "Hey, we you know we want to hire you to work for the new Windows XP platform." It wouldn't. You know, I have, it has to be bikes and heavy metal and tattoos and girls and cars. It has to be shit that I'm into. You know. Yeah, I don't blame you. If there's no passion there, you don't feel for it. You don't have nothing to you know no interest in. Why bother? I mean. It doesn't do anything well, a lot of people do working. things just for the money, and hey, they're That's not wrong, true. you know, but I know too many guys that I know that I grew up with who pursued whatever career they pursued based on thinking it was a good job or a safe job or a way to make money, and they end up really unhappy, and these are the guys who, when I, when I talk to them, tell me, Evan, man, I wish I would have done what you did and followed my passion and my dreams because now I got this job and I'm married, I got kids, I got no time. And when I get two hours free in the weekend, I try to jam with some local guys in my neighborhood and I can't find guys who play good and everybody's got problems, you know. They make it sound like it's easy, but it's really not. I mean, you chose like businesses to get into that are not exactly the easiest things to do or make a name for yourself and, and you manage to survive in all of them. I mean, you know, I'm sure there were a lot of years where no matter how hard you tried, no matter how much you liked it, there were some fucking hard times. Listen, I've been to the bottom. I've been to the top. I've been up and down. You know, I've made money. I've been broke. You know, I, I've never done any – I shouldn't say any. You know, the majority of what I've done has always been passion-oriented and things that interest me. And, you know, I think if you're, you know, if you're passionate and you hustle, 
you know, you can you can survive doing what you love to do, and that's really what the definition of success is to me is, you know, to be able to not have to do, you know, things you don't want to do. You know, I'd, I'd rather scrape by playing music than make a ton of money doing some some thankless job that I hate. You know. Yeah, I hear that. Well, I, you know, I tell you, I was surprised with Attica Seven because I thought when you 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 left Biohazard, I thought you were going to be done with the music at least for a long time and everything. Uh, then Attica Seven comes out and you, you hook up with Russ. You really didn't have you know much of a reputation in the music business. Was that what kind of turned you on to it? That it was like maybe like something brand new, like all over again. Well, that was the whole idea. I mean, you know, I had done Biohazard for so long that was my baby. I started that band when I was coming out, of, you know, was out of high school, you know. Yeah. And. You know, that was something I was really passionate about at the time. And it's, you know, it's hard to do the same thing for 20-something years and, you know, to make it evolve. It's difficult, you know. And, you know, I stand by all the music I wrote with Biohazard, you know. It was it was my it was my baby. It was my passion project for a long time. And, you know, it became kind of like the same old thing after a while. And I wanted to really evolve as a musician. I wanted to evolve as a singer. And I didn't want to make a big deal out of me you know, about, you know, me leaving Biohazard. It just, you know, it was just like, it was no big dramatic thing. I just, I woke up one morning and said, I want to do something else. Yeah. And that's how I am. If I want to, if I want to do something, I just do it. And, you know, when I hooked up with Rusty, Rusty's my friend, you know, we're tight and we hang out and he had this music that, you know, the, the songs originated in prison. When you, you know, when you read the lyrics and you hear the songs, it's like, fuck, you know, really reminds me of the desperation of the lyrics that I wrote when I was starting Biohazard and I was fucking addicted to drugs. Yeah. Uh, totally different set of circumstances, but, you know, from that desperation comes passion and inspiration. And um, it's a it's a super inspired album, and, you know, we've built an incredible album and a band around it. You know, we've got Scott Reeder from Caius playing bass now. We've got uh, Zach Broderick from Nonpoint playing rhythm guitar, and we've got uh, Tommy Holt on drums, and uh, you know Tony Campos played bass on the album, and uh, it, it it was I didn't want to join somebody else's you know band in progress, you know, not that yeah. it would have been a bad thing, it just wasn't my intention. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just it was re- weird the way it happened, you know. I was yeah. I, I I was just it was time for me to do something different. And I woke up one morning and I told my wife, I says, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to go back on tour, play, you know, trying to get the same old fans excited about a new album when all they want to hear is Urban Discipline. Yeah, that's you true. I, it's like yeah. I played almost 4,000 concerts with Biohazard over 25 years. And to be honest with you, you know, Biohazard hasn't really toured in America in more than 10 years. Yeah, it's been a long time. You know, and... You know why? You know it. It was one of those things. You know, a lot of people loved the legacy of the band, but the band wasn't. It wasn't doing great, and it was still doing well in Europe and South America. But like, I felt like I, you know, I just I did I did the last Biohazard album, and it, it just it didn't. It was a solid record, but it didn't satisfy that thing for me. You know, no, I, I knew I knew that. it was something more that I could do. And I didn't know what it was, and coming out with something out of the blue, like a dark horse, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, well, this you know, album I thought, was like that. I thought it was going to surprise a lot of people. You're a fan of of the old music. I mean, you know, what do you think of the album? 
I absolutely love it. I mean, it's, you know, I went into it thinking, okay, it's going to have a biohazard sound to it like anything else before you hear it because, you know, you're, you're the voice of the album, but your voice is completely different on, on this record than I think anything you've done with biohazard in the past, and you have a different sound to your voice. It's it's a lot more emotional, a lot more melodic in a lot of songs, and I don't mean like, you know, <laughs> like a hair metal melodic. I just meant for, for the type of music that it is. No, it's super melodic. Listen, I for me, melody is the thing. Melody is the... Melody is the thing that separates, you know, music from, you know, it separates good music from shit, you know. It's yeah. like when you, even when you listen to, you know, mel- melody is what separates, you know, rock from rap. You know, it's what separates, uh, you know, the, the songs that live forever, the Beatles, those are the masters of melody. You know, you don't remember you don't remember it for any other reason than you can't get it out of your head. And, you know, the idea of Attica 7 was to have these inspired lyrics, these fucking powerful riffs, and we wanted to write melodies that were fucking haunting. You know, and it, we were trying really hard not to overcomplicate it. You know, we feel like, like I felt like, man, this is like huge open space in music where there's, you know, everything, everybody's tried to out-scream everybody and out play everybody and things have become so you know there's all these progressive math rock bands and there's all these you know shrieking and like I'm like man what happened to like you know the bands that I love you know Black Sabbath and old school Pantera and old school Metallica and the shit that I listen to when I go to the gym you know Godsmack Alice in Chains you know now we don't really sound like any of those bands but you can definitely hear the influence of those bands in Attica 7. There's also a lot of hard rock in Attica 7. If you really listen, if you really listen, you might hear a little Biohazard. You might hear a little Leonard Skinner, you know? It's, it's kind of like, you know, the, the, people always say in life, oh, I wish I could, I wish I knew. It's in that Katy Perry song. I wish I knew them what I know now. Yeah. <laughs> That, right. That's so true, man. You, you hit that right on the head. But yeah, you know, the, it's a personal album too, especially a lot of it. Uh, I guess towards Rusty, you know, being in prison, his experiences that are in there are written in a lot of the songs and in a lot of the lyrics. And it's, some of these lyrics like really intense. If you like sit there and listen to them and realize what the guy probably went through and what he was, you know, what was going on in his head at the time. It's yeah, man. You know, if you know, if you've ever been arrested, if you've ever been, you know just heard that cell door close behind you even for you know even if you spent the weekend you know it's a it's a to lose your freedom is a really terrifying thing and you know when rusty wrote these songs in prison he was facing a life sentence and he didn't know if he was ever going to get out so you know uh, when i when i when i when i decided i wanted to do something different i didn't know what i wanted to do i knew i wanted to sing melodic and i wanted to do metal you know i knew i wanted to do something that was more timeless and something I could do for the rest of my life, you know. I figure, you know, I'm not a kid anymore. I want to do something that that really embodies my lifestyle now, you know, as a grown man. And when I when I got when I read the lyrics, I was fucking chilled on my up and down my spine and inspired. Yeah, because, they are. Cool. You know, from the desperation comes the inspiration, because as dark as the lyrics are on the album, like there's a huge thread of like positive energy throughout the record because you know this is like in the worst situation you can rise up and 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 find find your inner strength find out who you really are 
You know, in the in the most horrible situations, you find out who your real friends are, who your real friends aren't. Yeah. And you know, life is about getting rid of the bullshit, and you know, defining yourself and finding your own your own happiness. You know. Yeah, that's so true, man. You know, all people have to do is listen to the song "Lockdown" to get like a feel. I think for that for this whole album, to me, it's like my favorite song on the record. Yeah, it's a horrifying song too, in a way, you know. But it's it also, you know, lets you in a lot. You know, it lets you into, you know, the the, the terror and the fear. You know, I mean, uh, you know, it, when when that song was written, you know, Rusty was two years in solitary. Uh, you know, man, me, I'm claustrophobic. I don't want to be in the, you know. Yeah, I can uh, imagine. I don't be in a car with the windows up, you know. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. It's two years. That's two like years a, that's a lifetime plus two. <laughs> yeah, and you know to keep your head straight, you know. And it's funny, Rusty always tells me that like uh, that you know he doesn't think he could have written anything like this on the outside because you know he had everything stripped away, any influence, you know, he had no music there, nothing. You know, it's funny too. Like I'll tell him, hey man, that riff reminds me of. Pantera or something, or you know, he's like, I never heard Pantera. The guy was in prison yeah. when they were out. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of influence coming from the outside, of course. Yeah. Amazing. Where, where do you go with Attica Seven now? I mean, like, this is going to be, I guess, your permanent thing. Was it easy putting down the bass and just taking on the vocals? Oh God, I was dying to. I mean, I love to play the bass, but playing the bass and singing is such a, it's such a, it, it's such a distraction from each other. You know. Yeah. To be a to be a great bass player, you really got to play the bass. And to be a great singer, you know, like me, I want to do it the best I can do it. You know, and and I I really feel like when I put down the bass and I put down the guitar, and I play guitar all over the record too. I play some bass on the record too. But when I when I just concentrate on singing, I feel like I can I can embody the songs and and really channel it. You know, and really really put my conviction into it, I guess, is the best way to say it, you know, and I'm really, I'm really enjoying it, and plus, Scott Reeder from, you know, who's playing bass in the band now, you know, Scott from Caius, and yeah. he's such a badass bass player, and I love to watch him play, you know, I think it would bother me to put down the bass if I thought the bass player wasn't as good as me. Exactly, you know, cause I, yeah. Because yeah. I think I'm a really good bass player by trade, like, if I needed a day job, I can go play bass, you know, um, and, you know, Scott, like, he's got such a fantastic style. He's probably better than me, you know. So that makes me feel good about, you know, pushing myself as a musician. And that was really the whole thing about Attica was really for me to, you know, expand what I could do and kind of, you know, for me. You know, sure, I want to show the world, but, you know, I wanted to show myself first. I, I think you've done that on this record, Evan, man. And people, I think a lot of people who haven't listened to Biohazard in a long time or even never heard of them, they're going to be surprised when they hear this record. And the way you sound on it, I mean, just the whole music and the whole vibe in general. Uh, was it difficult, like, you know, because you know how hard it is to, to start a band, get it going, get it out there, let people know about it. You know, you did all that with Biohazard once before. Were you prepared to start over again from scratch with this band? Uh, well, not only am I prepared to start over from scratch, I'm doing it. I mean, you know, we took this from, from you know, from uh, a bunch of songs that were written in, in prison to to a demo, to an album, to auditions, to musicians, to, you know, management, to a record label, to Mud Rock producing the record, to the album coming out, building a website, building social media. You know, now we're booked on uh, the West Coast dates of the Uproar Tour. We're going out with Godsmack and Shinedown, P.O.D., Papa Roach. And, uh, you know, what's next? There'll be headlining shows. And, you know, I'm, you know this is my passion. I'm doing this because I love it. 
you know, and uh, you know what I what I want to do is you know enjoy my life, be on tour with my band, with my friends, you know, me and Rusty bringing bikes, you know, we're gonna nice. just have a lot of fun. You know, it's life. You got to live every day, and you know, like it's your last. Yeah, you got it because you don't know what's coming tomorrow. I mean, you guys so many things freaking cooking all the time. Besides Attica Seven, what else? You got anything else going on? The movies or in the porn or anything else happened that's coming out lately? Well, you know, I I manage my wife. You know, we have our adult sites. You know, she has ILoveLupe.com. I have RockstarPornStar.com. Uh, you know, I'm involved in a live porn site called PornStarCamHouse.com. Those are just businesses. You know, it's fun. Yeah. It's business. Uh, what's really exciting is, you know, I'm working on producing a TV show right now. Oh, nice. um, like I said, I'm, I'm probably the most exciting new project is my wife has a music group called the ex-girlfriends and they're not out yet, but I promise you're going to hear of them. They're going to be like a, an incredible new like dance pop group. Oh, nice. All, all girls, all, you know, all petite, cute girls and, uh, really talented, great songs. And, uh, I'm working with them as their manager. And, like, for me, you know, having a lot of experience in the music business, but also being passionate because I'm managing the woman that I love, you know. So I could I could treat it, like, even better than I treat my own stuff. Yeah, because you can, boy. It's somebody else that you're looking after, you know. Yeah, like... I, you know, something I, – I, I tried managing other people's bands and groups before, but I, I could never really – I could never really. Uh, for me, everything has to be passion. Everything yeah. has to be labor, labor of love. Because if if you love something, you can work hard. And you know, without hard work, you know, it's, it's hard to achieve much nowadays. That's true. The TV show. I was always saying, like when I look at everything you've done in your life, you were meant to be. I mean, I know you had the super group, but you were meant to have your own reality show. I mean, it's just following <laughs> it's you. It's funny you say that because my wife and I shot a pilot for our own reality show, and my guitar player Rusty. He got his own pilot for his reality show, so we're trying to see whichever show we could sell first, and then we'll we'll all co-star on each other's shows, you know. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I guess you know, the, you know, the future is you know on entertainment online, you know, media, you know, we got some pretty cool things coming up. Attica Seven is going to be on the second episode of uh, our music on the second episode of Sons of Anarchy this season. Oh, nice. Um. The song All or Nothing is going to be on episode two, and um, I just taped an episode of that metal show with Eddie Trunk, and yeah, I want to play music, man, you know? I want to get out there and sing and, you know, kind of surprise some people is my goal. Yeah, anyway, if you want to check out Attica, go to Attica7.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at Attica7, Facebook us, you know, whatever the kids are doing nowadays, right? Yeah, they're all over the internet with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, listen, I'm I'm literally. You got any more questions? I'm literally. No, no I know you're running late. I'm man, 40 cause... minutes behind here. Oh man, I'm gonna let you go, man. Don't worry about it. I'll put the punchline to that joke later on. <laughs> you got it already. Don't worry. <laughs> Too funny. <laughs> All right, Evan. Thanks a lot, buddy, man. The best of luck with everything going on. I'll catch you guys when you come back to New York. Yeah, we'll be we'll be around, man. Attica Seven should probably. I, I imagine it'll be, you know, November, December, probably, probably November that we'll make it out to the East Coast. You got it, you know, man. Uh, I don't know what to expect. You could always hit me up between you and me, at Evan at Attica7.com, right? You got it, buddy. You have a good day. Take care, Take Evan. care. Later. Adios.
All right, Evan Seinfeld, the Vatican Seven. There's a lot of stuff that you had to cut out. It didn't sound too bad listening to it. I, I, I sound no, a little better this time. I didn't hear any choppiness, really. Yeah, because you know what it is? It's like one line went into another, so it kind of fit, but yeah. I knew where it was, but nobody else did, so that's all that matters. That's all, yeah. And that's a brand new song by the band called War. You get that off their debut record. And I tell you, I'm looking forward to that uh, reality show. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's I, always a he's always a colorful character. Oh, without a doubt. After talking with him, I went to go check out his website, you know, uh, Rockstar Porn Star. Yeah. And I was checking out some video clips. I was like, you know what? I can do that. I was feeling pretty confident in myself. I said, I can do this. You know, I'm going to give him a call, reach out to him, see if he can use somebody from the old neighborhood that could kind of help him out in some scenes over there. Then when I was checking around some other websites, I saw like these porn midget uh, videos. Yeah. I was like, God damn, that two for midgets has got a dick bigger than me. I said, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do it. It's impossible. It's impossible. The guy was two and a half foot tall. He was swinging like a hammer. I said, I can't. Uh, forget it. Just, just knock the confidence right out of me. That's all. Ah, what am I gonna do? As long as it works, man. That's what I say. You know, that's what I say. You can pee, you can come. That's it, you know, that's it. You can't you ask for anything hard. more in life, right? That's, that's it. Well, what else could you do? Is that, that's the way God made you? I know, God made I know. You so talented and funny. He must have so, had it out for me, I tell you. He must have had it out for me that day. He must have been made at my father or my mother somebody that day. I don't know who he was mad at, but he made me pay the price for this sentence, I tell you that. <laughs> You're not the only one, buddy. <laughs> what are you gonna do? What they, what's that old saying? You know, when they talk about people with high ambitions, like you know, not everybody could be a politician or a doctor. The world needs ditch diggers too. Right. I guess the same thing goes for people with little dicks. I don't know. Exactly. I guess you gotta have a little bit of everything to make you the world go around. Gotta compare it to, right? I know. Unfortunately, I'm the one that they compare it to. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? All right, we're down to the last minute. Right, I want to brother. thank everybody for listening today. I want to thank Sal Italiano for calling in on the spur of the moment. I have to make up a little flyer for Sal now that he was on the show. Nice. Brian Campbell from Titans Eve and Evan Seinfeld for talking with us during the week. Uh, what do we got lined up for the middle of the Thursday? Oh, it's a good old-fashioned ass-kicking. This Thursday at 12 All o'clock. Right. Don't forget to tune in. And next week, I know you won't be with his buddy, so you have a good vacation yeah, a good weekend away. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. And I'll see you when you get back. And we'll celebrate the four-year anniversary of our show. Excellent, bro. All right, buddy. Take care. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. We'll see you Thursday for the Mellow Matinee at 12 o'clock. And next Sunday night with our guests, Phantom X and Wolf Hoffman from Accept. Something to look forward to. All take right. Care. Heavy metal anywhere. BlogTalkRadio.com and Heavy Metal Mayhem. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.